Now let's dive into a little bit more on adrenals. So we talked about the role of stress and burnout, right? Adrenal fatigue. Really need to support those adrenals. Why? When inflammation is unchecked, that those inflammatory compounds are circulating throughout the body, including the brain. We're talking about cytokines and different things that are released in response to things like leaky gut, right? Like I said, you've got things leaking in your bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there. Your immune system is mounting an attack and releasing all kinds of inflammatory molecules. But, you know, in a healthy body, your adrenals say, oh, we've got too much inflammation here. Let's release some of these uh, natural corticosteroids that we produce to kind of put a lid on that inflammation. So if you think about it, if you ever had eczema and your doctor prescribed you a, a steroid cream, that's what it's doing. It's putting a lid on the inflammation. So here's the problem. If you're chronically depleted and burnt out, your adrenals can no longer pump out these steroid compounds, these glucocorticoids like cortisol, that put a lid on inflammation, right? So cortisol is actually beneficial. We need that in certain amounts in certain times of the day to put a lid on that inflammation. So if you're super depleted and your adrenals are like, I can't keep up anymore, I'm tapping out, inflammation's running amok, right? So that's where we're using specific herbs and adrenal supplements like glandulars, things like licorice root, astragalus, ginseng, mushrooms, to put a lid on that inflammation, support the adrenals. And on top of that, not only are we putting a lid on inflammation, we're going to feel better. We're going to have more energy. Mood is going to be better. Brain focus is going to be better. You're listening to the Fix Your Gut podcast, a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself, but heal others that were struggling like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. Antioxidants and and anti-inflammatory type supplements. So some of these uh, will directly support your mitochondria and functioning. Other ones go kind of throughout the body and and do that scavenging of those free radicals. So free radicals are just really unstable molecules in the body that cause illness, inflammation, and disease and aging. They speed up the aging process and we don't need that. So how can we neutralize them? By certain antioxidants. So we're talking things like rosemary, olive leaf, um, catechins, I don't know if I say that right, from things like green tea, um, curcumin or turmeric, curries, fish oil. Um, what else we got? Resveratrol. So that comes from grapes and wine, rosmarinic acid, which is from rosemary and and other fresh herbs. Um, yeah, green tea, black tea, uh, lycopene from tomatoes, which is actually higher in, in cooked tomato products like tomato sauce. And then we're looking at, um, blood sugar support and sleep support. And then I think we'll, we'll leave it there for today because we're getting kind of along in this episode. Blood sugar support. Um, for with blood sugar, if those of you, I should have kind of explained that earlier, but what blood sugar is, 
is everything we eat is eventually broken down into sugars that those mitochondria and our cells, they take in that sugar and they make energy for us. But if your blood sugar is chronically high and as it becomes, so sorry, let's back up. As we digest our food, it's broken down into sugars, but the rate at which it gets broken down into sugar to be used for energy depends on the food. So simple sugars like white bread or, or sweets are already sugars, right? They get absorbed very quickly and we get that quick energy boost. But if we eat them on their own, we're going to crash pretty shortly after that. But things like protein and fat are digested and absorbed much slower. So if you have your brownie with uh, you know, some chicken and some veggies and some avocado, it's gonna get absorbed much slower into your bloodstream. You'll get a slow, steady rise in blood sugar and then it stays steady for several hours and you're not gonna get that crash, that brain fog, the cravings, all of that, right? And ladies, side note, if you're concerned about your weight and your metabolism, we gotta keep that blood sugar steady all day long. So eating to balance blood sugar is really crucial. Eating regularly, eating your protein and your fat and your fiber with each meal and snack. But there's also um, nutrients that can support that. So there's things like bitter melon, uh, butyrate, which is a short chain fatty acid, which is a postbiotic made from your gut bacteria. So the gut bacteria take the fiber, they ferment it, they do their thing. And then afterwards, they um, create short-chain fatty acids. There's four types, including butyrate, that are used for the cellular health, so repairing your gut cells and a healing leaky gut, but they also actually helps with things like blood sugar, brain inflammation, migraines, all of that, okay? Uh, chromium is also a really important mineral that's used for blood sugar balancing. That can be found in things like pumpkin seeds and uh, shellfish. Inositol, it's another one. It's a technically kind of in that B vitamin grouping. Um, it's eluding me right now what foods are high in that, but that's really crucial for blood sugar. And then fiber, as much fiber as you can get. So that is basically what we're looking at when it comes to gut healing, leaky gut impacting leaky brain, right? You're seeing that the same factors that cause leaky gut also cause leaky brain and very similar treatment as well. We want to detoxify. We want to support the gut microbiome. We want to optimize our nutrient levels. We need to get optimal sleep, balance our stress, support the adrenals with herbs, add things in like meditation and breath work to shift that nervous system into the healing state. Eat healthier, so less processed foods, less sugar, less alcohol, and more home-cooked whole foods. All of these things are going to allow you to start making progress in healing leaky gut in order to heal leaky brain. So if you're really struggling with migraines and chronic fatigue and aches and pains, brain fog, um, all kinds of these things, and you also have had chronic gut issues for quite a while, or you've been on you know, some of the medications we talked about today, or you've even just being chronically constipated, right? You're going to want to work with a practitioner like myself, because as we've discovered today, it's a very complex situation, right? Basically, all systems of your body are involved here, and it's really not a DIY thing because it's so, so complex. And I shared a little bit about my journey and what happened when I tried to heal my gut bacteria on my own, right? It made me really sick, really depressed, really quickly. So highly recommend working with someone like myself who is experienced and uses a very science-based approach 
and personalized approach to each person to heal your gut and heal your brain. I hope you found this helpful and I really look forward to connecting with you inside my Facebook group, the Fix Your Gut Collective. I also have a free challenge coming up. Really excited for that. April 12 to 14, three-day challenge, the Bloat Free Me Challenge, which is going to be, again, inside my Facebook group. But if you're not huge on Facebook, we will be sending the video replays um, through email. So every day will be a live video with myself. We're learning about um, what's causing bloating, how we heal it using that 4R protocol we talked about, but also some of the big reasons people get stuck with gut healing. So the three main ones being that nervous system dysregulation, digestive deficiencies, and now I'm eluding the final one. I think it's mental health. We're going to talk about some of the reasons you're getting stuck and how we have to look at your whole lifestyle and your mind-body connection to really get you on the path to healing. A lot of people with leaky gut and leaky brain struggle with chronic headaches or migraines. And these people may also notice that I get a lot of weather headaches. So when the weather shifts, and it's bad this time of year as the seasons change from, from winter to spring here in Canada, um, we think it's the weather causing the headache, really, um, right? But really, what's happening is the weather is the final straw. So you have so much inflammation going on in the body and the gut that's translating to inflammation in the brain that the weather is just the final straw, the tipping point of that layers of inflammation that cause you to develop a headache because there's already so much inflammation in the brain. So as we work on healing leaky gut, healing leaky brain, and bringing down that overall inflammation in the body, you're going to be much less likely to get headaches in general, but also less likely to get um, pressure headaches from weather changes. So really good news because this is something that I have dealt with uh, as part of my healing journey as well. And uh, there are other triggers for headaches and migraines, of course, like hormone imbalances. But we know that there is actually documented research showing the uh, connection between gut health and migraines and the inflammation factor. Now, one other thing here to uh, keep in mind, the irony of these situations is when we get a headache or migraine, we reach for a painkillers and painkillers actually cause leaky gut, right? Especially things like Advil, aspirin, Motrin, anything that's an NSAID. It's a group of painkillers that are anti-inflammatory. Basically anything except Tylenol is very hard on the gut and actually contributes to leaky gut. So some people may notice that they can't even stomach things like Advil because it irritates their gut so much. And so really avoiding these as much as possible and trying to use other natural options to both help prevent and manage uh, headaches and migraines, even things like nasal sprays if it's a pressure headache. Um, so keeping in mind that your sinuses and your eyes, if you feel the pressure behind your eyes, your sinuses, your eyes, everything, it's all right up by your brain, right? So if you've got a lot of inflammation and swelling in the brain from leaky brain and leaky gut, of course your sinuses are going to be stuffy. Of course your eyes are going to be hurting. It's all connected. 
And so if you can use other alternative methods and try to avoid the painkillers, because we really don't want to worsen that leaky gut, that would be ideal. That being said, we do all need to take a painkiller here and there. And so when I work with people, I do help them um, by giving them very specific supplements to both manage inflammation and prevent these headaches. But also there are specific gut repair powders that help repair the gut after damage is done to it, such as from antibiotic or um, anti-inflammatories like Advil and those other drugs. Hey, the holidays are fast approaching. I am super excited and I hope you are too. But I bet you're kind of worried that you're gonna have a massive gut flare from eating a piece of pie or some cookies or something that you quote unquote shouldn't be eating with your gut symptoms. I get it, I've been there. And it's so stressful because you just want to enjoy yourself and not have to stress about what you're gonna eat or what the host is serving. So I put together this amazing uh, happy gut for the holidays guide that has my top tips for surviving holiday dinners without feeling bloated and uncomfortable and self-conscious and actually enjoying yourself. And it includes my top tips um, on like how to eat, what to do to navigate, you know, if you're low FODMAP or gluten-free. It includes amazing recipe guide of uh, gut-friendly, gluten-free cookies, some are nut-free, some are dairy-free, as well as simple meals for busy days. And it includes a supplement guide of specific supplements that I think everyone should have stashed in their purse um, to keep you feeling good. Things like digestive enzymes, my top pick for that, um, what to do or certain supplements to have on hand if you do get a gut flare to stop it in its tracks. So I put all of this together. It's a free guide. I'm so excited to share it with you. Head to the link in the show notes to grab it. And I can't wait for you to dive in. Another reason for chronic headaches and migraines, brain fog, mood changes, even things like cravings and sluggish metabolism, all the things that I help clients with can be tied to insufficient or poor quality sleep. If you're really struggling with your sleep, I highly recommend reaching out to a functional practitioner that can help you get to the root cause of why you can't sleep. Sometimes it's as simple as adjusting your lifestyle. So getting off the, the screens, the phones and whatnot before bed and doing something calming to shut off your mind, adding more exercise to your day, making sure you don't have caffeine after, you know, 12 o'clock or two o'clock, depending how sensitive you are and what time you go to bed, not eating too much sugar um, as a nighttime snack, making sure your blood sugar is balanced throughout the night. So if you had a bunch of sugar before bed, you're going to crash in the middle of the night and wake up. Or if you didn't eat dinner because you were too tired and just went to bed, you're going to crash and wake up. The next thing would be, do you have any hormone imbalances that are contributing to sleep? Ladies, low progesterone is extremely common. And if you are low in that, um, especially as you near your period, you're going to have more painful, heavy periods, more headaches, more anxiety, and more sleep issues. So I highly recommend working with someone like a naturopath that is specialized in testing and treating hormone imbalances and getting that sorted out. Another thing might be, especially for those of you with depression, anxiety, or other mental health concerns, you may be low in serotonin. Serotonin is one of our happy hormones. 
And we have something called 5-HTP. So that's the building block of serotonin, which interestingly is produced by your gut bacteria. So that's the building block. It's made into serotonin, which is our happy hormone in the brain. It acts to, you know, make our brain function and, and our mood, but in the gut, it acts as a prokinetic. So it's a motility agent, keep things moving. However, serotonin actually converts to melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. So if you do not have enough serotonin, you're probably not going to make enough melatonin. And that is one of the main reasons why people with depression and anxiety don't get quality sleep. The other thing here too is something that I came across more recently, very, very interesting. Um, I haven't learned a ton about it yet, but I wanted to just bring it up briefly. And, and I do encourage you to look it up if you're interested. Something called the glymphatic system in the brain. So we know about the lymphatic system throughout the body that um, collects metabolic waste and help flush things through. It's where, you know, when we're sick and our glands are swollen and our throat, we get swollen glands because that's the lymph collecting there from all the white blood cells fighting the good fight. But we have this glymphatic system in our brain. It was only recently discovered and it actually helps kind of flush the brain, flush any toxins and metabolites out of the brain and get, you know, lots of nutrients in there, get the proper blood flow and the oxygenation to the brain. And this actually happens while we are sleeping. So if you are for some reason, just not sleeping enough because you're burning the candle at both ends, or you have sleep issues and you don't get a good quality sleep, your glymphatic system can't do its thing. And you're going to wake up with brain fog, fatigue, low mood and inflammation and be, you know, a lot of the same symptoms as leaky brain where it may not actually be leaky brain. I mean, it could potentially also be that because these things are connected, but you might have optimal gut health health and have these same symptoms and think what's going on. And so if your sleep is not great, it could be that you're not getting that glymphatic system flush at night. And that's why you're waking up feeling so crappy. I wanted to share a few treatment modalities that could be very helpful, both on your gut healing journey and um, leaky brain. So leaky gut or leaky brain. These treatments are part of what I have been using on my healing journey. And there's a lot of research of their efficacy. Um, however, I will say that I couldn't find specific research showing it helps specifically for leaky brain, but we know that a lot of these um, treatments are used for things like concussion recovery and brain damage, um, sometimes migraines, depression. So if it's going to help those conditions, which are inflammatory brain conditions, then I would assume, this is my assume, assuming that it would help leaky brain as well. So some of the things you could try. Chiropractic would be one of my first choices. I'm biased because my boyfriend is a chiropractor, but if you do not have proper nerve supply and blood flow and everything and oxygen getting to your brain because something is pinched in your, um, what do you call it? Cervical spine in your neck there. You're not going to be having optimal brain function or um, you're not going to be able to get the inflammation down in your brain. And a lot of people find both myself and a lot of people that have worked with my, um, my boyfriend as a chiropractor that their headaches and migraines go down quite a bit with regular chiropractic treatments. Um, even if it's literally just, you know, an impinged nerve, if you're 
vertebrae are out and it's impinging a nerve, that's going to send pain signals to the brain. But the underlying reasoning here is that when things are all aligned, you're getting proper nerve signaling and proper oxygenation and everything to the brain. Second thing would be um, another treatment modality that has been really crucial in my healing journey, and especially after um, dealing with COVID and a lot of um, you know excessive migraines, headaches, brain fog, long-term lingering inflammation throughout my body and brain. Um, I started seeing, well, I had been seeing my acupuncturist for quite a while, and she also does cold laser therapy. And her name is Tracy Rowan at Portland Acupuncture here in Kitchener. And she explained to me that she'd had several patients or clients um, that had things like seizures. One of them had a traumatic brain injury and that there was actually research out there showing that cold laser or low level laser therapy, you know, when placed on the head or at the back of the neck there can actually help with these issues. And so we thought, why not try it on me, right? If it's going to help with those other brain issues, it's definitely probably going to help with brain fog, um, headaches and things like that. And sure enough, it did. I won't go into too much detail, but I do want to share as a sidebar that she also used that same laser treatment on my gut. And that has been really, really effective for my gut healing as well. You can read more about low-level laser therapy or cold uh, cold laser therapy. Um, it's really non-invasive. It's totally, you don't even really feel anything, uh, but she does do some acupuncture points and massage while the laser is on. So each practitioner is a little different and there's different settings of the machine depending on what she's treating. But I did find that very, very helpful. And there is a lot of research that can help lower brain inflammation. That's it for me. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I hope you found it helpful and make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. If you really love the show, be sure to share the episode on social or leave a rating and review in your podcast app. If you're a longtime listener, you know what's up. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Fix Your Gut podcast with more science-based, digestible strategies for root cause gut healing so you can get your life back and enjoy food again. Chat soon.